1: Welcome to the podcast. This is Jerry, who's always here
2: and wonderful and looking forward to hearing from you all. This is Gabby. I'm here all the time as well, and I'm also wonderful, and I also look forward to hearing from you all.
3: And this is Enrique. I'm back once again for this podcast. Why
2: are you coming in so enthusiastic? Because
3: I love you all.
2: Your arms are literally raised in the air. That's unusual. Well, good thing they can't see that. They cannot see that, but, but I explained it to them. Since we're, re- we're not a visual medium. We're reco- You're not medium. You're it's very large. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I knew you was going there before you even went there. Where? Visual maximum. Go ahead. Listen. I am listening. Go ahead. I'm listening. Listening. We're recording from
1: plan B. This is our, this is our secondary location. Our satellite location. Yes. This is
2: in my office. BGS Satellite Studios. It's pretty cool having two offices. That's nice. I appreciate coming here Good and trend. having uh, access to your games that you don't bring over. This post human I see over here. Well, yeah, I,
3: I walked in here and I'm like, oh my God, there's just there's Legos, there's nice. Nerf guns, there's. It's quite a child's computers. paradise. I
1: know, right? This is you've never been here till today. Yeah. I've never like, been to my new residence. <laughs> we ate nachos
3: and drank scotch. You can't be mad at Gabby for not. Having nachos on the podcast. And played okay. Clash of Cultures. Oh, yeah.
1: And you got to see my dogs.
3: Yeah, the little runts. My border Collies. Those little runts. We played Cornhole.
1: Yeah. You had your first Cornhole experience today.
3: Yeah, official corn,
2: cornhole. We discovered
1: that Enrique is a cornhole savant. And more, it's all
2: right; it wasn't you the beat Gubby. Quite the cornhole connoisseur. And a connoisseur, if you will. You beat Gubby, who is a cornhole master. I didn't know that. What
0: He's a master
1: you? holer.
2: I'm. You? I'm fairly good.
0: Okay, cornhole.
2: But Enrique was like after like twelve tosses, and like every third toss was in the hole.
4: Cornhole-io.
2: Classic. <laughs> Which must be said, at least by someone, every cornhole tournament.
0: I am cornhole. I'm back for a for my bunkhole.
1: cornhole. Uh, now, now what ever happened to them? Did they just stop? No, making... are, are you kidding me?
2: They came back, right? They had a revision, and it's wonderful. I've never watched it's it. It's glorious. The movie is quite possibly one of the hilari- most hilarious movies of last year. Really? It is hilarious. Wow. And what... I'm not a Beavis and Butthead guy. <laughs> growing up. Did <laughs> you look like it? No, gro- growing up. Shut up, butthead. Growing up, I didn't like them. Really? But in post-adulthood, post-adulthood, <laughs> post-teenagehood, <laughs> they're quite hilarious. Really? Just, like, it's so stupid, the stuff they laugh at. It's 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 funny. It's funny stuff. Oh, wow, I'm a re- fan. Real like King of the Hill. Huge King of the Hill fan. King of the Hill's good, too. Well, it's the same guy, right? Mike Judge. Bobby. Or Greg Daniels, one yeah, of them guys. Uh, yeah, it's Greg. Both yeah. of them. Yeah. I'll tell you. Isn't what, that also the office guy? No. Greg Daniels? I don't
1: think it is. That was uh what's his face?
2: Um man, I'm blanking. Not the British guy. Yeah, not the British guy. Well, was? I'm talking about the guy that brought it to America. Oh, I don't know. He's one of those Greg Daniels or Mike. It may have
1: been. Mike Judge. Mike Judge, is hilarious. Either ways, uh Ricky, wait, put that down, please, before you shoot yourself with my Nerf gun. No, you're
2: it's fine. Don't worry about it. Did you ever wonder who first thought of bread knives? Bread knives? Yeah. Like knives to cut bread with?
1: With the little serrated edges? Correct. Somebody who was
2: trying to cut bread with unserrated knives, I guess. The bread knife was invented by a Syracuse, New York resident named Joseph Burns in 1919. You know, I would think... (laughs) For the millennia that bread has been around, they would have tried to put forth a little more effort into cutting it, as opposed to just like, you know,
4: a hundred years ago. Someone's like, hey, we should come up with a device to cut this stuff. What? You
2: know, people come They've up. They've been serving bread since early, early ages of mankind. Oh, well, before you start throwing well, they shade. They cut it with a sharp rock. Before you
1: start, they had knives, but they didn't have an br- actual knife devoted to bread.
2: Reportedly, inspiration struck while he was using a scallop-edged glass cutting tool. I don't know what that means. Scallops?
1: Wonderful. Love them on steak.
2: No, wait. Shallops. Shallots? Shallots. There's scallops and then there's shallots. I get them confused all the time. Burns' serrated bread knife made it possible to slice loaves of bread without significant tearing or squishing. His design was also able to cut cleanly in both directions. Mm-hmm. So this way and that way. Much like a saw. Remember the saws that you know, like you get on both ends of it, you have two guys and like yeah, e- 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 yeah. e- for e- for lumber, yeah. Seems like I mean those have been around a while. It seems like somebody said, Hey, let's put one of those on bread.
1: How long has those lemon squeezers been around?
2: I haven't looked that up. I had to look it up. I'm
1: just saying, you're throwing a lot of shade, acting like people
2: are not inventing things at a rapid pace. Burns' invention arrived approximately 10 years before the invention of the first whole loaf bread slicing machine. Although sliced bread is now easily accessible, many people still purchase or bake unsliced loaves that need cutting, and Burns' invention is considered a kitchen necessity today. Do you have a bread knife in your kitchen?
1: Uh, I think I do. Yes,
2: It's is kind of weird looking. We have a bread knife, so here's my thing. Do you bake this bread? Issue I, I have before you. Yes. You have yes. What kind? Uh, sourdough, mostly. No, you don't. Yes,
1: you're making this up. No, I make I you. make Irish soda bread. I've never had any. Well, I'll make some, but you don't really have to cut it like that. It it, it comes out in like a like a big un it's not like you're not making slices for bread you're just tearing it off it. well
2: right right and see i actually like tearing the bread i do too i like to tear bread but here's my thing: uh, i like so, to break bread i like breaking i like myself. to break it so here's the thing breaking bad you often hear people say the greatest thing since sliced bread right why not the greatest thing since the knife that slices bread because without the knife that slices bread, they probably would have never thought about, hey, if we had a bunch of those in a row, we could just slice this bread. So really, the bread that slices knife is the device we should be saying, hey, this is the greatest thing since the knife that slices bread that Joseph Burns invented a hundred years ago. No,
1: what we sh- that's goofy. Because then we would just have to update that saying like every year when the next greatest invention come out. Like that's the greatest thing since chemo. That's the greatest thing since penicillin. We've come well, right. up with one what, what, saying.
2: What, what it should that should be the case because it's the greatest thing since what? Okay, what's the the, the previous greatest what is, thing of all time? What is the greatest or thing or the most recent greatest thing? What is thing? the most
1: recent greatest thing right now to you? Enrique, the most recent greatest thing, first mm. great thing that pops into your mind.
2: Probably some app.
3: A, a Chad decent? GTP.
1: That's the first thing that came to my mind. ASMR. Which, that's been around forever. Chad GTP. That's the first thing it's that came to my mind. It's the greatest
2: me. thing since J- Chat, Chad Chad. G- Chad's GBA.
1: Yeah, Chad's MBA. <laughs>
2: Chad's MBA. My dad's a lawyer. <laughs> my name's Chad. He d- drinks Monster.
1: My in.
4: grade point average is 2.0. Drinks
1: Monster and drinks and punches my holes in the wall.
2: messaging, Chad, <laughs> tell us a story about... <laughs>
1: I keep, text, I keep texting Chad Elkins. So, could you
2: please re-
4: rephrase this this email for me? No wonder he never. Tell che- me a story about GTA, Grand Theft Auto. This is Chad's GTA.
1: If your name is Chad, you probably have GTA we on pick your on record. Chad's quite a bit. Cause Chads deserve it. Chads. Oh, Chad Chasson. Chad Chasson.
3: And now a hard merge into board games.
1: WizKids was so nice to send us a review copy of the monumental edition of Clash of Culture. Full
2: disclosure. What? Full disclosure. This is a review copy we got in the mail. We will not be charging for positive reviews. Go ahead. Wow. You're coming out straight. I'm just saying you just coming out hard
1: there. I just, I just made a comment. Okay. yeah, I know you made a comment. I heard it. It was vague. It was very vague. Wasn't pointed at anything particular. It sounds like you're just trying to point it towards somebody. I, I only say it. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> Class of Cultures by WizKids. Now, first off, we did one of the most harshest reviews ever of a game that we said was probably one of the worst games we had ever played.
2: Star Trek Conflict?
1: Conflict.
2: Yes, by WizKids.
1: And I. They sent us that review copy, and then right. we did a review saying it was the absolute worst thing
2: ever. You know what that tells me? They have integrity. They didn't listen to our review. But also, that. So, um, <laughs> like, who are we sending this to? I, said, don't know. I don't know. They're on our list, though. They not- should check that. I don't worry about. It. Just send them out to them.
0: They're nominated for the Golden Geek. <laughs> they must be legit. They must be. And then they they they, they listen to the podcast where it's all bad, Bob. <laughs> I love classic cultures. <laughs> we down here in Louisiana. We got a lot of culture down here. If there's
4: one thing I like, it's culture. I tell you what, we used to go on over to the bowlerino at night and <laughs> play some cornhole. You go. You there. would think you'd go bowling there, but no, you play cornhole there. It's kind of ironic. They got
0: cornhole in the back, baby. Wait till after ten, they turn the neon lights on. <laughs> <laughs> they turn the neon lights on, and the pins they glow.
4: The pins <laughs> glow. The harder you hit them, the harder they glow. Barbara works at the snack counter. <laughs> if you can get past all the cigarette smoke, it's a pretty nice place to play.
0: They make good french fried diners. <laughs> they make a
4: real good french fry Put some mustard on it.
0: You don't stick your hand in that receiver. I bought <laughs> <laughs> a 212 there one time.
4: <laughs> they got a real nice cabinet pole position. I ain't played pole position a long time. Spy you. Hunter. You a play Spy Hunter? You remember Spy Hunter, Gary? I remember Spy oh, Hunter. I did really like game. it. That was a good game. Spy Hunter, Pole Position, Galaga.
0: I lost all my money at that claw machine. <laughs> so,
4: oh, that claw machine, that'll kill you.
0: I spent $4 trying to get one of them bears.
4: <laughs> I think we may have lost our
2: way on a Clash of Culture Uh-oh. discussion.
1: <laughs> Give me a second. Okay. Phenomenal. So, um... Uh, so, thank you, WizKids, <laughs> for
3: sending us this game.
1: Um, for sending us this game, which is nice. <laughs> Somebody at WizKids, if anything, we've made a huge mistake. <laughs> it's, well, no. For instance, Clash of Cultures is a Civ game. Like a 4X game. Which, if you would ask me to say what the 4X means, please look it up right now, because I am blanking. Exterminate.
4: Exter- exploit. Exterminate. Ex- exterminate. Stop. What if that Billy Bob do with the, the. What are they called? Daleks. Daleks. I'm a Dalek. Exterminate. That plunger you <laughs> I'm going to shoot you with my plunger. Exterminate. David Tennis, the dogs, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, listen, listen. <laughs> Exterminate.
0: <laughs> Exploit.
1: Explore and expand. There it is. There it is. So, I'm first off, I don't know where to start with this. Well, well, first off, I'll just start here. Number one, this is the Monumental Edition. It's got the all the expansions in it. It's a great production. It has great artwork. All the components are really nice. It's got all the little plastic pieces in there. It's... It, mm-hmm. You're quintessential i say quintessential monumental monumental there you go that's what i was looking for dudes on a map game this to me was like barony on steroids like it's like Barony's a simple classic very clear straightforward this was the let's play for four hours and have a big battle and really develop a culture and i remember at one point when we were playing this game i said this was what i wanted from scythe like i wanted something that felt like i'm building up and it was a very tight game even though Enrique kind of pr- played rather inefficiently in sometimes and it it ramps up like it we played the basic version of it where there was only six ages. The first age was like positioning, you know, you missed moving around. Second age we're kind of getting things going. By the third age our engine is moving and then you know by the fifth sixth stage we're fighting, we're tearing it up. And then the game is over just right on time. I really enjoyed this game. Uh, More than what I thought I would. Matter of fact, the rule book was really well written. I didn't watch any videos on this. I had one question regarding movement that kind of bothered me a little bit that I got on the forums and read up about and realized it was more just my poor understanding of it. Um, It's a beast to set up, but if you don't mind that, I think this is my favorite Civ game. I want to play Mosaic at BGG to compare them. I know they're completely different, but when I think of games like Marinostrum Nostrum... Nations?
2: Uh, that's 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 your uh, present favorite Civ game that you tout. Was Nations bit. be a Civ game? Because it's not like a map.
1: When no, I think of a Civ that, game...
2: That is something... I think
1: of like that game up there, the
2: Civilization New Dawn. Not er, Nations, the yeah, card I, game. Yeah, I know, but not Nations, the card game. Well, it is a card game. Well, yeah, but... But whenever through the ages, the quintessential, which is a card say, game, uh, it's not quintessential civilization game I wouldn't gets say discussed, it. you always say nations is better. Okay, it's not so a Civ it, game. Oh, oh, well, okay, so I would. Uh, You're wrong. Well, this has the whole thing of actual area control or area majority or whatever this game is. This is actually control. That's right. You're fighting. Right, there's so violence. I feel like there is there is more of that, in there is that in this game, whereas there's not in Nations. Nations is you're just you're kind of just running up tracks in Nations. Literally, there is battle, but not really. You're not putting people on a hex fighting each other. You're just going to a spot on a card that says battle, or on the player main board. Yeah, yeah. So in that regard, even Rurik. R- R- in that regard, this kind of gave me some Rurik vibes. It kind of gave me some Scythe vibes as far as the about? upgrading your uh, player board there with your civilization. So you have all these technologies on your personal player board that you can increase with these advancements. Which are very much like that. Which it's kind of weird that to advance your technologies just requires food. Well, that's, you got to feed your you scientists, you got to feed your people. We that's, need a rocket. Do All you right. understand though Give that,
1: that Do you understand that that's literally what produced science? Right. Feed your people. No, you understand that though, right? Go ahead. You no. need to know. Okay. I don't even know where to begin with this, but if you go back in time, a thousand calories worth of work produced a thousand calories worth of food. Okay, there was no agriculture. It was just you go out, you gather, and you hunt. And generally, however much you expended, that's what you got back. Okay. So so it wasn't until the agricultural revolution to where you had one person could now feed four people. So one dude could literally go out and farm and feed himself and three other people, which allowed artists and scientists and every other people in the community to sit and think. Instead of...
2: Just uh, working to produce food, they were able to get food from someone else and do their art.
1: Right. So, essentially, that's where all... Influencers. All advancement comes from.
2: So, this is a game of influencers.
1: Essentially, if you can feed your people and have enough people that can sit and think, something good happens. That's basically the, the, the story of the world, ever. The more people that you can put on the back burner and let them think... And allow your smart people not to be toiling, doing something, trying to scrape by and survive. That's where you get because when you think about it, if you work 40 hour a forty-hour week, just now, got
4: time for nothing.
1: Think of what you could do. Well, that's
2: what I'm saying. Like that's that's because <clears throat> like now that I work a full schedule, eight thirty to five thirty every day, a very strict scheduled existence. Now, yeah, I don't have time for the things I used to enjoy more. But yet we feed you so much. You I, I produce. Eat a lot this podcast that's true imagine in my very limited spare time
1: em- imagine if you didn't amazing. have a job what, what you could, could do? do what could i do i would love to know but like someone like Enrique, support our
2: patreon Boardgamesstops.com. she doesn't do anything enrique what do you do in your spare time to uh promote humanity to vote to promote
3: humanity? No. Yeah. What I, I, are I don't, you
2: bringing to the community?
3: I don't bring anything to the community.
2: Wow. Well, well and a, how well, does that well, make no. you feel?
3: No, I guess
2: If you were t- to think about your role in society, what do my
3: you
1: think? My only role in my community. I am a healthcare hero.
2: Jerry's a healthcare hero. And a hero just in general. I used to deliver <laughs> I used to deliver goods from one place to another. Now I accept your claims for basically complaints. You fix dents. I fixed dents. Okay, well. But no, you, it, you send people well, to fix dents. I will send them out. And go. <laughs> okay, is this what we're gonna send the WizKids? WizKids, Clash of Cultures. I really enjoyed it. Monumental I- Edition, uh I really enjoyed this game. Really? You won it. Yeah, surprisingly.
1: I was not surprised. You played... Now, I am surprised that you trusted me enough to let me negotiate with you and then attack you. I
2: knew... Ba- I said it as I knew it.
1: But I want to point out that I did give you money afterwards. I traded- that is
2: true, unlike Enrique. Okay, so here's huh? the thing I, I discovered about... The- not discovered. It's like any other game, especially at three player. How many does it go up to? Do you know? I believe four. Four. Okay. I would say four is probably fine. Don't it probably wouldn't it be much down. more longer than what we played at. I would say a fourth player probably would add an hour onto this game. No, no, no. So it, it, it's 30 minutes. It's two to four
1: players. Move your thumb there. 180 minutes.
2: 180 minutes. That's, that's three, hours. three hours. Yeah, it we was played three, about hours. three hours. It was three hours. But that was a learning game. Three of us. I would say a fourth player... <laughs>
1: Once you know it, you know it. I, I, okay. three player, four player. But here's the thing the it,
2: it, this is the issue with every one of these style games. And I, it's not even an issue, it's a feature. I was attacked by Enrique. I was attacked by Jerry. One time. Jerry and Enrique never attacked each other. You threatened me. But that's not the point. And you were defenseless. But that's not the point. Soft underbelly. However, I turned that attack from Enrique into an advantage because I built up my army back up and then I attacked him right back. And unbeknownst to me, I had these cards in my hand that actually gave me victory points based on my victory. And I was like, oh crap, I can play that now. Oh crap, I can play that now. These objectives you get when you play Vic, when you, I was rewarded for my aggressiveness. Correct. Which I wouldn't have been.
1: As we all know is the fact of life.
2: Which I, w- which I wouldn't have otherwise been had I not been attacked. Because attacking is not my modus operandi, operandi normally. Why are you speaking Greek? I love Latin. What can I say? Mm. E pluribus unum. Tell too many there's one.
1: Tiki tiku. Many parts. Many parsimus. <laughs> <So> anyways, <laughs> you've got weighed and you weigh more than one. <laughs> is that what that means?
2: Uh, so... Despite that fact that I was being attacked from both fronts, I still maintain. I managed to come out with a victory, uh, but with a fourth person, I think it might balance that part out a little
1: bit. I would say, yeah, two, the four, two or four players. I think this game would shine. How can you have two fronts? You have a front, front
2: or a back. I was a northern front and a southern front.
1: I don't like that phrase. You
3: attacked him behind from the sea. So I got you from the, the back.
1: I come from the sea, yeah, one yeah. if by land, two if by sea, and you didn't see the two coming. I did not see the and sea. And I showed up because you threatened me, and you know how I deal with threats.
2: It wasn't a threat. It you, was an acknowledgment it was of You your area. pointed
1: at my settler and said, be ashamed something happened to him, and then I loaded up, and I'd be like, it'd be a shame. Uh, I
2: said, what's he doing here? He's settling. Hence the name. And I figured that that settling was going to become aggressive at some point. It and was. I, it was I gone. ignored him. No, you threatened me. And you him. came at me, guns of well, a- barrels ablazing. I have a hard red line. And you and start you know what? talking. You built up all that stuff right there, and right. you never moved them.
1: You know why? Because I'm not violent. <laughs> I'm peaceful. I but I rolled up when somebody starts like talking trash. Got, I
2: rolled up. I feel like
1: you got a little too no. I rolled up. That had the biggest city on the map.
2: Uh, you did. I did. But then you didn't expand and then, from there. You I just left everybody s- I there. D- I was peaceful. You were in pure defense mode. I was trying to make. And I- me being aggressive. And this is what you have said in previous games. Almost of every other game we play of this style was that being aggressive pays off.
1: It does. And you what you happen- weren't
2: aggressive enough. And what happened? To I you? was aggressive. There you go. And I won. And see, I I really do think that's a feature of most of these games. What you're saying is I'm right. You are correct in this discussion, yes. Right. Like Civ, but the, the the Civ game we played, that's the Civilization, mm-hmm. there's another game. Civilization? That no, one? there's another game. But yeah, anyway, just most of these style of games, if you are the aggressor, usually it pays off. Rurik. 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 If you're an aggressor, usually it pays off. Either way, this game taught me something. What did, what did it teach, teach you? you? Look at there.
1: Ah, I... You
2: set them up, we'll knock them down for you.
1: I don't like civilization games. Really? It took me a while to realize that. Like I don't I like I like fighting games a lot. Yeah. Like it a lot. I like a lot.
2: I watched Dumb and Dumber just Friday. I like it. It holds lot. up. It does. Like, I like it a lot. lot. Uh but it's the
1: I'd rather either have a game, and this is gonna be odd. I like a game where either there's no fighting, where it is like kind of like Nations or Through the Ages type game, where you're mm-hmm. just kind of building, and there is just a small, minor war mechanic, or it is just a bloodbath, like that 1886 8, 8, Vikings or something mm-hmm. of that nature where it's off, where, where, where something where you're just, you obviously, you're out fighting this person. Mm-hmm. The Civ game is too much of a variety. And as you do know, I don't multitask very well. I will say this. This has so far been my favorite Civ game. This is the only Civ. Uh, sad thing is, we're gonna have to play that Civilization New Dawn. That mosaic. Sidmai- I haven't played mosaic yet. We we looked we
3: at it, and I don't think we played Civil. We played it one time,
1: Did and we? it has that mechanic. Dawn. Yeah.
2: You literally said during the game, "This reminds me of Civilization." But he was talking about the video game. Yeah, yeah, because
1: yeah. he's oh, a, he's a millennial. Yeah. Or what are you? A Zen? <laughs> we Zen, played Civilization Z- and New yeah, Dawn Zen together. Z-Z. Yeah, no, but it's been so long okay. yeah, that yeah. this Clash of Cultures may very well caused me to sell civilizations and oh yeah i'm going to have to play mosaic and i just
2: glancing at it that makes me like, like for
3: me like this might be a good civilization
2: game for well me. i like the fact this game you get three actions on your turn three main actions you get three main actions you can repeat them if you want to or you can separate them now this one gets a little hairy and all the things you can do but this doesn't actually one or two rounds. I don't know what you're talking I'm about. I'm just saying one or two rounds and you know what exactly you can do. Right. You can advance your technologies. Congratulations you can, on the rule book. I I Oh, I think El
1: Grogan I, did I, I, the rule book.
2: Joe Rogan? <laughs> Wow. Wow.
1: not joe rogan self
2: no Gro- uh. grogan grogan
1: Gro- grogan the dude the video game paul grogan grogan paul thank it? yeah that guy board gaming rules something i like think that. he did the rule book i think i was looking at it okay i
2: think so you don't do quote don't, don't quote me i never that. do but if so you do quote in me, these three actions you can move you can uh you can settle you can rebuild your cultures you can do, there's like a list of six different things you can do as an actor. It had a player yeah, aid. I, feel I like know how you adds, love a player aid. Love player aids. The player aid on this game, fantastic.
3: Because I feel like this it game explodes. can be one of two ways. Either you can build up armies and just go attack the the other players physically, or you can build up your religion and just start converting everyone to your religion. Hence
2: the culture. Well, that was, okay, one thing I will say. Culture had little to do with the game Yeah, we played. But, but, but neither neither uh, none of us did in culture.
1: Yeah, that's, well, that's the what theme. I'm saying. Because literally, what I just said. Well, no, but no, no, you, no, no, no we, you said culture had little to do with the game. No, I we said culture chose. had little
2: to do with the game we played. No, you didn't. Oh well, did too.
1: you didn't say we well, played. I can
2: stop this down right you now. You didn't say rewind. we played. I feel like I said that it had it little did. to do with the game it we did. played.
1: Yeah, it didn't. cut you off before you <laughs> say it. So that's I'm right.
2: Culture had. Little to do with the game. Yeah, played. but the game, yeah, played. but the game, yeah, yeah played. but this is called Clash of Cultures, and there is an aspect of this game where you can culturize. Be so many spaces away from someone else's city and just influence their culture.
1: We never did that. I move. used to make cultures, so when I was in college, I took a microbiology class, and this lady who
2: That's just like not washing your clothes.
1: No, no, no. This lady who, she was a doctor, and she was a microbiologist, and she needed a lab assistant. And I desperately needed an A. She's like, your toilet is full of culture. So, you know, her name, kid you not, was Dr. Seuss. S-O-O-S. And she had just come back from sabbatical, which is a fancy word for vacation that some people use. I don't know why they say sabbatical. It sounds like a Star Wars card game.
2: Well, I feel like a
1: Space biff has
2: been on a long sabbatical. That's what he always says.
1: She got tick fever or something like that and was gone for like 18 months. She comes back and then she says, I need a lab assistant. And I was taking the class. I needed this class to get through it. I said, okay, I'll, I'll be your lab assistant. And she says, I need somebody to make cultures for me, the little Petri dishes with the nutrient auger is what they call it. So you had to basically boil up this stuff and then you poured the liquid in there and then they solidifies into this gel. And then you put this little cellophane wrap thing around the top of them so that they're sterile. Mm -hmm. It was You could burn yourself very easily. And I ran the autoclave, which is the big machine that sterilizes things. You put stuff in it and it turns it on and it heats everything up. Anyways, so I took one of those cultures. And she was always saying about how, hey, you just leave these out in certain places and catch all types of bacteria. So just put it on top of your refrigerator and leave it open for a day or so Mm -hmm. and then put the top on it and just see what comes up because the bacteria gets in it and just goes Disgusting. crazy. Disgusting. It's amazing. So anyways, I'm making these cultures and I give one to another student. And this dude goes home, puts it like a piece of apple or something in it. He ends up growing a fungus. So as you well know, funguses are bad and they spore that go places and you don't dare open them in a sterile environment. So here we are in a lab and people are all putting this stuff underneath their stethoscopes. And here comes this dude with this little you know, petri dish, and he's going on. Ah, I stuck an apple in here, and she yells from across the room,
0: Don't open that!
1: And it has this mold looking thing on it. And I took it, and in a panic, like threw it into the autoclave and killed it. Killed it. I'm pretty sure what I'm trying to say is prevented I, the I prevented the apocalypse. So the there's the apocalypse, yeah. The apple, <laughs> so it's like these people on these shows that mess up. And there's always Mm -hmm. that one guy, kind of like you've heard my theory about the fat people in all the Jurassic Park movies that always let the dinosaurs out, Mm -hmm. which is why all the Jurassic Park's fat phobic and we're against that. Yeah, sure. Anyways, that there's always that one person that just messes up that could have been there, but I stopped it. And I'm just saying, I am a hero. (laughs) Yet I literally, I am a hero. The the world, if I had let that apple, people would have been, yes. So that could have happened or it could have come to an end, but thankfully I was there. And that's my,
2: that was how I clashed with
1: cultures. And what I'm trying to say is I've clashed with cultures in real life.
2: I I remember in school taking a a similar class, a zoology class, and we swabbed the teacher's seat and grew a culture off of that. And it was, it was pretty bad. We were like swabbing stuff and put it in a petri dish.
1: Oh, her seat.
2: Her seat. Not her posterior. Her chair. Let me. Re- okay. rephrase I was. Her I chair. was wondering. I was wondering. We didn't swap her posterior. We
3: have I'm other what?
2: We have other people. We in, swapped her chair. English. And I nothing. swab. Swab.
4: Get that here. Bring it over here. Put it in the petri dish.
1: Either way, I really enjoyed Clash of Culture. Enrique, do your thing. Do you like it? I loved. You loved
3: it. I loved it. Like I played inefficiently, as you said. Yes, you but- did. I would like to play it again and okay. see if I can. That's high praise.
1: Like I said, I don't like 4X games. I think this is probably going to be the only 4X game that I have.
4: That's
2: interesting now. you call it a 4X game. When I think of 4X games, I generally think of like uh, the, the main one with the space lion on it. Twilight and Period. Like the most popular game ever.
1: So you explore in this.
2: Yeah, you do. You, you expand. Tiles, you expand. You
1: exploit the land. You and exploit, you exterminate.
0: Exterminate. Yeah,
2: you're right. So, yeah, so I am. Well, how many times have I been right yeah, this episode? A lot. You've been right a lot this episode. Does that make you feel better? Uh, I think we should. Board Ames. Game Snobs approved. What? Clash of Cultures. You f- I liked it. Enrique liked it. He, he said it's your favorite He loved game. it. He said he loved it. You did say you loved it. He I said did.
3: loved. Because I want to see if I can convert some cultures to my culture ne- next time.
2: What is your culture? Don't worry
3: about that, okay?
2: All right. So, definitively... Clash of Cultures. It's good. Board Game Snobs approved. You said that once already. For the second time. That's three times. Approved. And that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for all the people that are on our Patreon. We appreciate you very much. Because of you, I'm able to go to BGG Spring this very weekend.
1: They're paying for your
2: ride. They are. And for, I don't know, I'm going to take the card and say, hey, whatever you want, guys. It's on the patrons. What are you taking? Don't do that. We, we get got a, a card. We got to get a We got to get a uh, oh, It's going to pay for our bowling. Thank you, patrons. No, I didn't
1: the Groupon. Oh, that's right. So crazy. We're going to eat Chinese food too. So I want to pay I'm, for our Chinese food. I thank do want patrons. to eat chi-
2: Chinese food though. Done and Cuz I uh, love much, Chinese. Patron. I can eat and all the rice. And you know who you are?
3: As, as much rice as I can.
2: Leave us a review five stars on apple leave us a review spotify send us an email if you have any questions about anything we've been talking about please don't until next time i'm gabby this is jerry
0: this is thank you for tolerating this episode of the board game snobs stay classy